welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. My name is Andrea Fox and I will be your host for however many minutes this goes on for. This is a podcast about the environment and stuff. Why this environmental podcast, Andrea, you big hippie, I hear you ask. Well, I don't know about you, but I am worried. I don't remember the beaches being quite as covered in plastic litter when I was a kid, so I thought, I keep hearing about the state of our environment getting worse. I wonder how bad it is. Then boom, all summer long, headline after headline. Earth Overshoot Day, where the human population uses more than the available planet's resources in a year, happened earlier than ever, August the 1st. Also, a group of leading scientists warned that climate change could soon reach a point where global warming is irreversible, leading to a hothouse effect making some parts of the Earth uninhabitable. Oh, and plastic toxins in the oceans are finishing off killer whales. That sounds really weird, but not as weird as killing killer whales. I mean, it's breathe into a paper bag time, right guys? Much like my likelihood of ever getting anywhere near Ryan Gosling, it is not looking good for planet Earth. So I decided I would try and do something about it and find out how to reduce my impact on the planet. Now I am a bit of a secret hippie. I feel like I've been doing things quite well. But it turns out I could be doing more. If you're listening to this, you probably want to learn to do more as well. And I've called this podcast the Age of Plastic podcast because I do believe that is the age we're living in. It's the age of plastic, namely single-use plastic. And living in London, I do get kind of overwhelmed and sad that there's so much waste. Here comes the science facts. The plastic we throw away in a year could circle the earth four times. Now, if you're like Andrea, I prefer to imagine random things like that in terms of weight, not distance. Well, how about this? That is the weight of the entire adult population on the planet. Wow. I want to help you break down some of the overwhelm and find out what together we can do. So today, let's shake off that plastic guilt and do some learning. So today's episode, we're going to take a little look at recycling. I thought it would be a nice easy start. How wrong could I be? Now I'm just going to assume that you do recycle. I'm still baffled by people who don't bother. Like grown adults? How? Why? You are adulting wrong. But it does turn out that recycling is an absolute minefield. Before we get onto that though, here's a short history of plastic. Plastics. Materials devised by the mind of man. Simple chemicals from coal, oil, cotton, water, air, reacted together. Built up, atom by atom, into substances entirely new. Only joking, that is well dull. Although here's an interesting fact. The history of plastic dates back to about 1862. And guess what? It was supposed to help the planet. Mega lols past humans. The reason for this was because things like snooker balls were made from ivory before plastic was invented. See? Human intention was good, but then things got out of hand. It feels like the start of every single superhero movie I've ever watched. So, on to recycling. Before we get into what colour bins your area has, how about we go into recycling hieroglyphics? Yes, 
the symbols on the bottom of all those pieces of plastic we've taken out of the microwave. So, recycling symbols. This much I have learnt, guys. Those triangle numbers, that f- they're kind of made out of arrows, but it's like a triangle with numbers inside. Sort of a loop of triangles, a bit like those tattoos of infinity eights that everyone seems to love these days. There are numbers inside those, and the numbers actually correspond to the kind of plastic that it is, the kind of polymer. Now, two of those on the list of seven aren't even recyclable. Polystyrene and cling film. What? Why are we still using them then? And actually, some bottle tops also are not widely recycled. But I have found a man on the internet who likes to melt them down together to make some ugly coasters. So we could all start doing that. But you do have to put them in the blender first, and that's not what I'm using my Nutribullet for. Now, the two arrows pointing in on each other, which normally have widely recycled, not recycled, or check locally on the bottom. Oh, yeah, I need more stuff to do. Thanks for that. To be fair, if you're listening to this outside of the UK, you probably won't know what I'm talking about. I think that is quite a UK thing. 65% of UK councils recycle stuff with widely recycled on, Check locally, it's around 15%. I mean, 65%'s pretty good, but it's nowhere near 100 And I don't know about you, when I put stuff in the recycling bin, I want 100% of it to get recycled. So why are all of the recycling hieroglyphics so complicated? And why so many arrows? Well, I still have absolutely no idea. Now, this R word of recycling. I, I live in London... There was an article back in Time Out in 2015 that said, when it comes to recycling, if you're not sure if it's recyclable, chuck it in, we'll sift it out for you. Now, that was true. I'm not sure whether that's true right now because all of the stuff that we couldn't recycle, we used to ship to China. And a couple of years ago, China started refusing to take any more of our waste. Now, I don't know about you, but the fact that we can't deal with all of our own waste gives me a slightly icky feeling. Also, some of the stuff that's not recycled is burnt in plants called MRFs. This creates electricity, but it does create CO2 gases. So it's kind of a zero-sum recycling. Is it good for the planet? Is it not? People are kind of on the fence on that. Some people feel very strongly that it isn't. I, I don't know what to think on that. I don't want it to end up in landfill. I don't want it to end up in the ocean. It's a toughie for me. Also, BBC News reported recently that there are over 40 different sets of rules for recycling up and down the country. Now, I have to admit here, guys, I have failed you. And I failed you because I was hoping that I could do a little podcast on recycling with a definitive list of do's and don'ts. But because of these different sets of rules up and down the country, I basically have a super short list of stuff which should, should apply wherever you live, brackets, if you happen to be based in the UK, brackets, I'm talking about England. I'm sorry, guys, that's just how complicated it is. Pens and paper away. This is not a massive list. This is like post-it note stuff on the fridge. So let's kick off with the negative, shall we? The don'ts. Don't put stuff in your recycling that locally they won't collect. Become a Zen master of what goes in. Because if it gets missed and stuff that's not recyclable gets added into recyclable materials, the quality of those recyclable materials goes down. Maybe not so much recycled plastic is bought by companies. Yada yada. 
I have a tip if you are not sure or you've moved recently or you move a lot on how to find out what exactly goes in your recycling. I'll give that to you in a minute. I'll carry on with my list. Don't buy stuff in black trays. Yeah. Apparently the machines that separate the plastic can't recognise it from the black conveyor belt. That stuff is burnt. Thank you, marketing people that decided that we prefer to eat stuff off of a black tray. That is literally the only reason they started making the black and it can't be recycled. It's like the opposite of mugs of tea. Everyone wants a mug of tea out of a white mug, right? Okay, the do's. I told you it was a short list. Do put clean and dry stuff in there. Because otherwise it's a bit minging. Also, leave the lids on. It's something to do with how the plants recognise easily recyclable stuff like water bottles. Do take anything that can be recycled curbside from your home actually home with you rather than putting it in the bin in town. It's just the easiest way to make sure that it will actually be recycled. So if you do want to find out what can be recycled where you live, I found a nifty postcode search, guys. Sorry, that was very Jonathan Van Ness. I will put a link to the Recycle Now webpage. It's a search that can tell you exactly what you can and can't put in your sexy, sexy recycling bin. Yes, sexing up is what recycling needs. I am here to help with that. But just literally, like, hold the sexy people's jackets. I'm not doing any sexy stuff. So, recycling. I've basically found out that you need a PhD to understand the polymer chat and the rules that change from town to town about recycling. But when I keep talking to people about this podcast, people care. People want to do their bit. It's not just me or you as the crazy hippies and recycling nuts that care about the planet. Everybody does. So why aren't governments and councils and refuse companies making it as easy as possible for us? which I think could be just one rule up and down the country. One company up and down the country. Oh, sorry. That would be nationalisation, wouldn't it? Have I let my political leaning slip this early into the podcast? Possibly. Also, the confusing labels. Companies aren't doing enough to make it clear what is and what isn't recyclable. That's just my thoughts. Come at me. So who's to blame? Is it high street fast food? Makers of water bottles? Maybe my old Jim who decided that a comb needed to be in a non-recyclable plastic film? Cheers, lads. Nice one. So some plastic is good and it's changed our lives for the better. But we didn't demand single-use plastic or food covered in cling film that ends up in landfill or the sea. Businesses did. I really think it's up to them to realise that we want them to do better when it comes to single-use plastic. 90% of the plastic that we consume is brand new, not made from recycled. W, T and F. So as well as my incredibly brief but hopefully helpful do's and don'ts, here is another suggestion. And yes, I'm going to go a little bit watchdog. As well as recycling everything, it can't be our responsibility to stop making it. We can stop buying it, but they're still going to keep making it. I'd rather that products I buy were made from recycled materials and that can be recycled. And if it can't be, we should be able to leave it at the shop. You know, like those old battery bins you see at big supermarkets. If you buy something and your local recycling will not take it, 
we should be able to give it back to them and go, you have to deal with this responsibly. Oh, you hear that? That is the sound of me setting up a change.org petition. Yeah, I'll get onto it. Meanwhile, whilst I get my change.org petition set up, I have another suggestion. Email your council about recycling. I know, it's a great Friday night idea. Maybe even email your supermarket about excess packaging. Ooh, I mean, that's my Saturday done with. They might do something about it if they think they're going to lose out on our custom. So, we're coming to the end of my plastic rant, as this should really be called, about recycling. And I am going to start something which I hope will continue throughout the podcast. Hero of the week... No, okay. Hero of the week. Riverford Veg Box Delivery Service have said that they are phasing out plastic by 2020 and using a plastic which is actually home compostable because some of those home compostable plastics actually need incredibly high temperatures which you are not going to get in your garden compost to decompose. Well done, Riverford Veg Boxes. Also, Iceland, home of the prawn ring and the only place my brother did his food shopping whilst he was at uni. They believe that their own brand products will be plastic-free by 2023. Hooray! So next time, what issues are you facing trying to go plastic-free, plastic-less, plastic-light, diet plastic, possibly? And have you managed a week totally plastic-free? What tips do you have for me? I would love to know. Also, if you live in Wales, apparently you are nailing recycling. Like 63% of you recycle... Go you, yes, queen. Basically, I'm hoping that makes up for my Port Talbot comments last time. <clears throat> if you love the idea of reading up on polymers, I highly recommend checking out Lucy Siegel's book, Turning the Tide on Plastic, which is out now. And also, if you want any more information about recycling and litter, check out Keep Britain Tidy. And if you've got any questions or great people you think I should be talking to on this podcast, because frankly... I talk to myself in a booth on my own quite enough. Then follow Age of Plastic Podcast on Instagram or contact me through my website, iamandreafox.co.uk. All the links and articles that I've mentioned will be in the show notes wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to go make myself a polymer coaster. I'll see you next time. Coming up next time on the Age of Plastic podcast with me, Andrea Fox, I'll be chatting to one of the founders of Plastic Oceans UK, Joe Ruxton, about her incredible film, A Plastic Ocean. It's available now on Netflix. Find out how it came about, what her journey taught her, and some of the surprising things she found out on the way. It's coming up next time on the Age of Plastic podcast. <laughs>